at the beginning of July, uh, voice crack of the century right there. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of July, uh, seven seventeen. I'm gonna cut that. Put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Fine. Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome to More Than Two Sides. I'm your host, Marcello Balboa, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host... Matthew Fishman, a.k.a. The Jewish Diablo. Hell yeah. And we got a very special guest in the building, another podcaster, a fellow podcaster. He's been doing his thing. He has a podcast called Sons of Saturday. It's all hokey football, all hokey sports, all hokey everything. I'm going to let the man introduce himself, but let's get started. What's going on, y'all? First off, shout out to Cello and the Jewish Diablo for having me on this thing, man. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate it. My name is Grayson Wimbish. I'm one-third of the Sons of Saturday podcast. Uh, I hail out of Cello's hometown, the 804, Richmond, Virginia. Born and raised. Uh, Currently live in Los Angeles, California. Been here almost two years. Went to school with both of these goons. And... uh, yeah, man, it's it's good to be here, dude. I'm happy to have you. I mean, we, I've 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 seen you. You know, you've been on the podcasting uh, scene for a little bit now. Same same as I. I think you started kind of around the same time I did. Obviously, two different niches, and I, I really respect what you're doing. And we'll, we'll we'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, but to start the show off, you know, guys, this is. This episode is being recorded from San Diego. Um, if you have noticed, if you're a longtime listener, you've seen that I haven't really put out a lot of content recently. Quarantine just kind of had all, all of our mentals fucked up. And uh, I just, you know, with, without having someone in studio, it's hard to, it's hard to record an episode. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to start the show off by asking a personality question. Grayson, I've asked this uh, multiple times on this episode, but I haven't asked you, and I would love your opinion. You could have a drink with anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be? What would you drink? That's easy. Frank Sinatra. Okay. 110%. He, uh, so Frank is, has always been a hero of mine. I, uh, he, he was the entertainment industry renaissance man. Nice. He did it all. He acted. He won a, an Oscar from, in, from here to eternity. Uh, he was the chairman of the board. You know, that's what they called him, Old Blue Eyes. Was a phenomenal singer. Uh, had his own production company. Everyone in the entertainment industry owed that man a favor. And uh, just just to see what he did and how he lived his life, that, that man was always well, about... What would you drink with him? Jack Daniels, man. Jack Daniels with Frank? Jack Daniels, because that's what he drank. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I believe he... Would you rather him come to your era or go back to his? I'd go back to his. Go in back a to that era. Go out to Palm Springs, to the Twin Palms Estate where he yeah. lived. Yeah, I'm mildly obsessed, man. I've read a lot of books on Frank's life. Hell he's, yeah, he's uh, he is my he is my hero. Are you into music like that? Like, or why why Frank? Is it just a nostalgia growing up? Your parents played it. It you know what? Shit, or was it? What's the what's the gravitas? <laughs> the gravitas. I love that. I uh, I did grow up listening to Frank, not as much, but um, I don't know, dude. Like we, I remember when I was growing up, my family and I we used to go to. This place called the Homestead Resorts, and it's in uh, Hot Springs, Virginia. And they yeah. used to play jazz in in the dining room. Like they have this main dining room, you dress up, you go in there, and they'd have this three man band, drums, and it would be a guy with a giant bass, and then 
another guy might be playing the guitar or the piano. It's oh, predominantly yeah. the piano. I just loved that music, man. Like, I just loved it so much. And uh, one of the songs they used to play was The Girl from Ipanema, mm-hmm. which was made famous by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I just remember listening to that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I ha- you know, I, I want to hear the actual recorded version yeah. of this. And then, I don't I don't know, man. Just He's, he's just always been the guy. The, the whole... Allure of the Rat Pack and and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and how those guys used to run Vegas. Hell yeah! Who would you say uh, um, get into that? I mean, would you say he's probably in your Mount Rushmore music? Or? Oh yeah, hundred percent. My Mount Rushmore music, dang, that's tough, man. Why you think of that? What about you, Fish? Well, my 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 Mount my, my yeah. No, no, no. Who would you have? I mean, you've you've answered this question a plentiful amount of times, but. Who would you have a drink with? Oh, um, I could have a yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Um, I don't know if I've answered this one before, but definitely Kanye. Kanye. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. What are you drinking with them though? That's the most important part for me. Um, I mean, I would probably want something light, keep me awake, because that dude talks a lot. I'd probably go with a gin and tonic. Okay. I don't know what he's into, but the dude talks so much. And the issue that I have is that everyone who ever interviews him gets so caught up in these like backstory so like say something out of the blue and then be like the reason I said that is because of this and because of that and because of that and because of that and I feel like a lot of interviewers just let him go yeah if I was like that I wouldn't I'd be like nah bro we're gonna stop there you know <laughs> take take a second take a breather right I feel like that'd be great great comment I mean dude do talk so much I think if you sat Kanye West down and and he's been in the news recently for what you could argue is the wrong reasons recently. Yeah. But if you actually sat down with him, I feel like he would actually be a really interesting hang. Yeah. You know, just kind of his insight. He's been in the industry for so long. So I mean, dude, I, I don't I don't hate Kanye. Mm-hmm. I think Kanye is one of the better artists of this generation. I think, um, you know, everything he's been doing, he's been kind of manic. Uh, and the whole trying to run for president and the conspiracy that he's trying to steal votes, you know, that that's one way or another. But I don't, I don't, he's antics. I think it, you you see through it. It's antics. It's, it's celebrity antics. You know what I mean? Sure. Even if it is antics, though, I feel like having the skill set, like, he's the antic king. But, like, why, does, why do you think so many people buy into antics like that? Like, for me, I, content, I, I right? like... People I, want the content. It's drugs. It's like a dopamine release in your brain whenever you get these antics. I was like... On, every, every dopamine release is another like, another comment, another subscribe, a.k.a. more money for whoever made the antic. And he's, you know... A multi-billionaire at this point, so clearly his antics have been working. I, I like almost tweeted this the other day. I saved it in my drafts. I'm one of those motherfuckers that will write a tweet, save it in your drafts, and not press uh, send. <laughs> and I tweeted like Kanye and Kim are made for each other. They're all about the antics to make a bag. I'm not mad at it, but why the why you got to fuck up this country even more by putting your name on ballots? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But I say that <laughs> saved it into the drafts. But I, but like to like to go back into like like to his point, right? Like you look at someone like DJT, and we don't have to spend too much time on it. But like that's Trump. Yeah. If 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 he was just a being, I I wouldn't be mad at it because he's not the president. You know, right, like right. it's antics like that where it's like, all right, like some people are going to buy into it. I choose not to, but it is what it is. 
if you're gonna do some fuck shit, I'm gonna let you handle that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I it, it, I I think Trump and Kanye are similar in the sense that they've it's kind of always been their steeds. Yeah, they, they've always been about the antics. They've always been about the headlines. They don't care if it's good or bad. They just they want to be in the news. Well, it's always, like, it's like a new age sort of like power, right? Like when the newspaper came out, you had the printing press. At first, people were probably like, oh. The more I'm in this newspaper, the more fame I'll get, right? And right. it's it's kind of like that effect taken to Mania helicopter. <laughs> we like to keep the doors open. Doors open, y'all. We we are in sunny San Diego right now. Cello talked about that. The doors open. Y'all should see the view yeah. that we're looking at right now. It's crazy. That's beautiful, isn't it? Isn't we gotta we gotta we gotta start throwing up a camera and putting them on YouTube. Yeah, I think that's I think that's coming. Um, but to that. The West Coast shit. We're in, we're in San Diego right now. It's gorgeous. It's my first time out west. Um, for anyone listening, I don't know if anyone listening has been out west, but my God, this is like I was made a joke to one of my friends the other day as we were walking down the boardwalk, and I was like, "This is everything the Outer Banks wants to be." <laughs> <laughs> oh my if, God! If you're listening to this, you're probably from the East Coast. You know the Outer Banks. You know the vibe. But God damn. The West Coast is so beautiful. I want to talk to Grayson, like, what made you move out here? Obviously, you know, we're in the West Coast right now. It's beautiful. Um, I'm on vacation, and I want to know, like, what, you know, what was the inspiration? What was your thought process when you decided, you know, kid from Richmond, went to Virginia Tech, and now he's like, I'm going to pick up my bags and move to Los Angeles, California. Honestly, man, it's it's kind of been a long time coming, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. For a long time, I would say three out of the, no, I would say like four out of four years I was in tech. I thought I was going to move to New York City. Really, that was always the plan in really? the back of my head. I love New York City. And and give people who who are listening a, a little uh, backstory, the premise of like what you want to do and why that's why those cities, LA and New York when you were thinking about it, like why they made sense because I think sure. what you do makes a lot of sense for the city you were trying to move to. Sure. So I've, I mean, entertainment has always been my thing. Like I, I love, I've always loved movies. I've always loved being the center of attention. I love making people laugh. I mean, it, some people might call that conceited, call it what you want. I've just always been that way. Yeah, and, and 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 I don't know. I just feed off of that. I feed off that energy, and I like it. And and I knew that I don't. I don't know. Just the the. I'm not good at math. I can't. I can't cut crunch numbers all day. But by inter- entertainment, like what what type of entertainment? Like what do you want to? Okay. What, what is what was or what was the goal? What is the goal? How's it changed? You know, like sure. Give me the the trajectory. Yeah. If you will. Okay. So, do you know who Danny McBride is? I, I'm not, I'm e- not eastbound and down the righteous gemstones. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah Fishman. Uh, yeah, like, so Danny McBride. I don't know if y'all knew this or not. He's from Fredericksburg, Virginia, okay. an hour north of RVA, where you and I grew yeah. up, Cello. And 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 he, his whole story, man. Like he's he's a, another uh, inspiration of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a comedic actor. He's been in you know Tropic Thunder. He's been in Hot Rod. He did Eastbound and Down. Wrote it. Produced it. Acted and starred in it with one of his friends from UNC Wilmington, Jody Hill. Uh, and then he just did The Righteous Gemstones with Adam Devine and then uh, John Goodman. And, uh, oh gosh, I, I can't even remember who else. But 
hilarious. Yeah. Like, just such a funny Good guy. Show. Good show. And he, he's always kind of played an extension of himself. Like, this southern... Douchebag. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, is like, it like like American Pie type shit or what? Yeah, you can, a little you can bit. Yeah. Sure. And 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 I don't know, man. I something about Danny. I just resonate with that. Like, like from Jump, when you first saw him, you were like, uh, "Yeah, that's the guy." Exactly. And I've, the first movie I saw him in was Hot Rod. I don't know if you guys have seen that with Andy yeah. Samberg and the Lonely Island Boys. Andy Samberg is the he's the man. He's the man. He's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Like he's the man. He's the best, yeah. And so and Danny played Rico in in. Hot Rod, and he's just, just like, just such a funny character, and and so that that's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream is is to do. If I I always tell people this, if I could model my career after one person, it would be Danny McBride. So what you what you study though? I studied multimedia journalism at Virginia okay. Tech. I was in the comm department. I minored, so it was weird. It, at Tech, you know, the minor selection was was not. I don't want to say not that great, but there was nothing that really caught my attention, nothing that I was drawn to. And as a comm major, I had to have a minor or yeah. something. Because being a comm major at Tech, it was... Yeah, it was I mean, it being was, a comm major anywhere looks... It's kind of a cakewalk, man. It's kind of a cakewalk. Presented it's, challenges. Sure. And so, at Tech... <laughs> gotta give myself some credit. Yeah, comm majors. No, no, no. It's not the shit on them. I, I, think the, I, I think any degree, right? Going to college and like persevering through four years of work um, really, you know, there's builds a person. But but there's certain majors where, like, like for example, comp, like the industry is, like, very – it's high volume in the industry, so you have to work harder. So the people who make it in that industry are the go-getters. Mm-hmm. Right. I.e., the man sitting across the table from me right now, right? Like, there's other people who studied comp – and you look at them and you talk to them and like they're just chilling. They they just want a nine to five. And yeah, it well, there's a lot so, of people I mean, that study comm and then don't do anything with communication. Sure, yeah. but sure. I mean it's with every major, right? Okay. Like you you know some people are like just getting, content. getting a music degree from Virginia Tech is obviously you know not as difficult as getting a music degree from like you know, Juilliard, yeah, or something, or Berkeley yeah. or something, right? But obviously, yeah. like if you're a go getter. The cream will rise after yeah, you graduate. Sure. Yeah. So multimedia. So, yeah, so multimedia journalism, and and I I did a at tech we we had the option to do something called a cognate, which is basically you you create your own minor, and so I minored air quotes, and I did in in entertainment and society, and that was a cognate a minor that essentially I created, which is dope. Like shout out to tech for allowing me to do yeah. that, uh, and it was a slew of classes like I took. I took Introduction to Cinema. I failed that class, which is hilarious, you know, because I want to work in the, the, the film. Hey, I mean, that's like Michael Jordan getting <laughs> it, cut from his uh, high school basketball team. If you if true. you end up being one of the GOATs, we can look back and be like, yo, Grayson failed. Failed his. Intro to Cinema. <laughs> I did. And, yeah. and, and so, I mean, like, and, I, and I've listened to, to More Than Two Sides in the past, and I, I think it's so cool because you always talk about how, like, tech was such a bubble, you yeah. know? You got, I know you guys have mentioned that before, and it was, it was such a tight universe. That was great. But to me, it was always the world is so much bigger than Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you guys are in New York City and doing your thing. And like I said, for a long time, it was, it was New York. And because it, the comedy presence in New York is so heavy, and I so, know. So, like... 
comedy, right? Like yeah. You're talk, talking about like forms of entertainment that you've been passionate about, sure. what you've been drawn to. It was comedy the original, because you're talking about how the first thought was comedy is big in New York, but obviously there's tons of other types sure. of entertainment that are bigger in LA. Yeah. So exactly. you said you started wanting to be like a comedian? Yeah, I mean, like, not necessarily a stand-up. It was always more just a, a Danny McBride style, I play the Southern dickhead in any in any role that personality that, exactly it's yeah. and i wouldn't even say typecast but that was that was the dream it's just, just play an extension of myself in whatever came along nice. mm-hmm. so i question right because we're all like like i said uh mentioned uh at the top of the show uh grayson does his own podcast or he's a co-host of a podcast sons of saturday uh all virginia tech sports and like I said, we'll get into that later on. But how do you think quarantine has affected your uh, your creative process? Because I feel like also, or, or just how has quarantine affected you just as a person? I, I think a lot of people, like for me, for example, and this is the first episode getting released post-quarantine. I've recorded a couple, haven't released them because I just wasn't in the juice. Um, but for me personally, right, like at the beginning, be the juice. Yeah. <laughs> be at the top of quarantine, everyone was, you know, everyone was on this mission. I'm gonna better myself. Like people thought, coronavirus is gonna last four weeks. I'm gonna better myself. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work out every day. Go on a run. From jump, I knew, all right, this shit's gonna last. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take the first three, four weeks to be a piece of shit. You know, drinking yeah. a few bottles of wine a week, just chilling. Obviously, work my nine to five, log in. But after that, I was just being a piece of shit. You know wine and netflix and friends who were around and then by week four everyone was like oh shit this isn't going anywhere this isn't going anywhere (laughs) i'm gonna stop working out and i was like all right time to ramp it up you know like now this is my time everyone's sleeping start working um but how has quarantine affected your creative process because for me it was hard to try to push content in the beginning i mean the beginning was a Dark, dark time, gloomy time, right? Like, talk to me, walk, walk me through your quarantine process and fish. This is the first time um, we've been behind the mic uh, that we're actually releasing. Talk to me about yours, actually, first, because you what you you fled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So just like real quick, I'll talk about my experience. Sure. It was, uh, Obviously, uh, like you said, it was a scary time for everyone. Yeah. Um, and like my dad has like some issues, like autoimmune type. Mm-hmm. So obviously I was a little nervous to go back. So, um, I mean, when it hit, no one wanted to be in New York City when the, you know, the, the fucking Cuomo talks about the mountain. Yeah. The mountain that we climbed, right? When you saw the mountain going up and up and up and going up faster and faster every week, there was no moment of like, oh, this will be over or we'll reach the peak in a month. You know, it's like, I don't even know when we're going to peak. So obviously I wanted to go back. So I did like a week or two of my sister's place to quarantine beforehand because this is when testing wasn't widely available. And then after that, I went to my parents' house. And I think it was a good decision just because, you know, you didn't know what was going on at that time. I didn't know if it would kill me. Now I'm pretty confident that it won't. But like at the time... You run away from the city if you can, you know, if it yeah, makes sense. Sure. Obviously, like, different people live farther away. My family's, like, a half hour outside the city, so it was easy for me. I don't judge anyone on whatever they did. But for me, I wanted to go home. And, like, in relation to the creative process, because, like, you know, I, like, as a hobby, I, like, produce music a little mm-hmm. bit, like, dabble on the side. But Everyone follow Fish Beats on Spotify? Big Fish Beats on Spotify, you already know. Just kidding. Um, but uh yeah no so for the creative process it's just like you can't you can't have that bad 
I don't even want to call it bad energy, but if you want to create something that, you know, whether it's music or podcast sure. or any form of expression that you can vibe to, that you can relate to, that you can bop your head to, that you can nod in agreement to, that makes you laugh, you know, anything that really like tickles like the deep parts of your brain that like shoot off those dopamine receptors to access that type of energy you need to be in an environment that allows for it and like looking at my parents and my sister that's cool and that's fun but it's not very like inspiring right like i was talking to grayson before we started the podcast that like it's dope that we're sitting with like a balcony next to us looking at palm trees in the ocean because there's such there's like inspiration there you sure know? and that that's the one thing about quarantine that obviously a lot of shit sucks but like for me it's like the creative process you need to see people you need yeah. to, to branch out and yeah. to be inspired by other people's thoughts and you know. yeah i mean dude it's i feel like it's been so hard to meet new people i've met people here and there we went to brooklyn obviously bushwick skeeto shout out to my boy skeeto and uh like people like that like but those moments come so few and far between now and for a city like new york it's so out of character you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like New York, it's like you're supposed to be. I'm supposed to be. Able we to moved go there to the for bodega. a reason. Yeah, right. like I'm supposed to be able to go to bodega, talk to Poppy, and be like, "Yo, Poppy, like, what, what, what bar? What's a cool bar around the block?" And he's like, "Oh, go, go over there. They give you two, you know, two for one happy hour. You go over there. You like do yeah. your thing. You chop it up. It's New York. Then next thing you know, you're out to but like, like four any in the any morning. big city or any place. You move there generally, unless you're moving to like yeah. the sticks. You're moving there for the network. You're moving there for the opportunity. Yeah, sure. But you, talk to me. Uh, what about, what's what's quarantine to you? What is what has it been like? What what has been the wave? What's been going through your mind, top to bottom, from St. Patrick's Day to right now? Sure. So uh, it's it's actually kind of crazy, man. Like we're we're on this trip and uh, and here in San Diego, and the last one I took, my last like trip I took was right before all this went to hell in a handbasket. I went to Palm Springs with the people that we're on a trip with right now. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. And, uh, I, I, honestly, man, I don't know. Like I'll, I'll put it this way. Quarantine has been productive. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a lot of time for self-reflection, but, but I think you, I think you're, see, you're about to spew. I, I'm going to catch you before you do it. Yeah, you're about to spew sure. a very positive outlook on it. And I think you're right. And I think I have a positive outlook on it now, but I'm talking when this shit started, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You get oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like now, yes. Now I'm more patient. Now I get it. Now, you know, I'm cautious. Like. You've accepted it. You, you yeah, were, you've yeah. been able to like adjust and adapt. So. Yeah, because cause, cause cause we're humans and we're supposed to be able to adjust. But I'm talking when this should happen. Oh, when it started, people were in this, and y'all are in New York, like one of the most populated cities in the U.S. Same with L.A. People were like tweaking, freaking out. Were you? Were you? Did you buy into that tweak, or what were I, you like? Were you manic a little bit? What was the vibe? What, I went with what was in what was in the news for the most part. I I, I didn't try and, and overreact or or freak out as much as I could. It was just okay. We're in a pandemic. This virus is extremely contagious. I'm going to do what I can to prevent myself from getting it. Watch. You, you stay. You stayed in L.A. throughout the whole. Stayed in L.A. I. I to, all right. Fine. In at the beginning of July, uh, voice crack of the century, right there. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of July, uh, seven. 
17. I'm going to cut that, put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Fine. Uh, okay, so at the beginning of July, I was I, I just wanted to go home and see my family so bad. And, 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 and I did that. Uh, I took a trip home to Virginia for a week, saw my family, was able to go up to Northern Virginia, see some friends from college, shout out Cole DeLucas, another one of our fraternity brothers, Uh, uh, was able to do that and, you know, got tested the whole nine, wanted to make sure that I didn't get my grandparents who I went to go and visit sick Mm -hmm. or anything like that, but... It's been, it's been good, man. Like with the with the podcast and everything, we've still been able to 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 put out content and and interview. Like we just had. How's, how's work or how's uh, how's like what is LA like? Like for me, right in New York right now, it's going to outdoor shows, outdoor yep. restaurants, shit like that. Like, what's the vibe over there like? LA's, you know, it, it's it sucks, man, because you know a, a good friend of mine and I were we were supposed to go see Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl, and that didn't happen. So, and like, I think LA loses, and probably it's similar in New York. LA loses its luster in a, in, a, in a time like this. You can't go to the Comedy Store, you can't go to the Laugh Factory, you can't go the see, uh, yeah, can't. That's Go to all the live music venues, what have you, uh, that the make goat factory. exactly that that make it right. make L.A. or make New York or the wherever. Reason, the reason you move there, exactly. Yeah. You, you you can't do the things that make the city what it is. Yeah, and it's different. So, full transparency, man. Like during quarantine, for the first and to this day, I. I don't go out on the weekends. I don't do anything. Like uh, maybe I'll go grab a six pack and sit in my apartment and <laughs> and, and that's and honest. I mean, I straight up. And 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 so you know, like I I had a YouTube channel. I say I had. I have a YouTube channel, and I would. My goal in twenty twenty was give him the follow. Give him the follow. Yeah, go, go subscribe to me on YouTube, Grayson Wimbish. That's just literally my name. G R A Y S O N W I M B U S H V I S H. Come on, damn. What people people pronounce my name Wimbush all the time. Ever since I was a little kid, that should be your producer tag. Yeah, my fuck up. Yeah, Wimbush. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. And like maybe even people think that. Yeah. That's um, a good idea. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, my goal in 2020 was to post a YouTube video every two weeks and then do COVID hit. And yeah. I was like, my creative energy yes. on that front is gone. Like, like, like I, I don't even know what I'm going to make YouTube videos about. I kind of started vlogging every now and again, and I liked that. And all I could think was, dude, if I vlog anything right now, people are going to be like, yo, why? <laughs> like, like, why are you doing yeah, that? Well, Get your ass tough. inside. I wanted to release content, and then the nation went, you know, up in arms over a lot of shit, and I just felt like I just kind of pulled back. Absolutely. Um, it just wasn't the right time, and I think this nation has kind of been under a bunch of bu- bullshit since the start of the pandemic, and that was... That was the cherry on top. Hey, folks, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, when we get back, I'm going to talk to my my partner in crime, Fish, and Grayson Wimbush. We're going to talk Sons of Saturday, what the podcast is, what they do. We're going to talk Virginia Tech sports. We're going to talk NBA. Um, I want to get Grayson's take on everything going on in the sports world because I think that's – I mean, that's his head. That's his, that's his game. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to – ourselves another gin and tonic folks we'll be right back in just a second thank you (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to More Than Two Sides, the second part. Um, obviously, I'm your host, Marcello Balboa. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Matthew Fishman. Year, 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 and uh, and we're joined by the illustrious guest that we. His name is he goes by Grayson Wimbish, but he's a legend. Uh, and he's another podcaster. He's just by Grayson Wimbish. Yeah, <laughs> it's not his real name. <laughs> Grayson Wimbish, aka Grayson Wimbish. Yeah, he's uh, he's a fellow podcaster, uh, co-host of Sons of Saturday. Um, I'll start at the top of the show with what is Sons of Saturday? Talk to us. Talk to us about the vibe. What do so, y'all do? So Sons of Saturday is the uh, the number one outlet, the number one media outlet for all news. College football, athletics. Uh, right as of this present moment, we are Virginia Tech focused. Uh, but honestly, our our end goal is is to be on campuses everywhere. That's, really? That, that, yeah, that's the plan. Really? Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. Know this. I thought this was a Virginia Tech oriented. Well, you gotta you gotta start with a smaller market, right? Exactly. So we start with the smaller market. And so my two co-hosts, Pat Finn and Billy Ray Mitchell, it's funny because I knew both of them in college, but yeah. they didn't know each other. And that's the story we always tell, right? Okay. And and like Billy Ray and I weren't the best friends in college. We had mutual friends. I you know, I, I knew uh, I, I knew his his girlfriend Sammy and and so we we bonded over that and uh, Sammy and I go way back, like way back to like the middle school days, which is crazy. And, and and Pat, you know, Pat's parents knew my parents in college. Well, and obviously, like, all three of you guys are into sports, but I, I know you, right? I don't know them. I know you have an, a passion and affinity, for lack of a better term, for sports. Sure. Is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that kind of what brought you guys together? Like, what? Uh-huh. Like, where was the moment where you guys, like, came as a collective and were like, yo, guys, let's record this and let's... Put, let's put this up. So, honestly, that moment came. Uh, so, Pat and I would have these phone calls. Like, I'd call them after work or whatever, and they'd go an hour. And Billy Ray would call me, and we would talk for, like, an hour at a time. And, uh, honestly, we would talk about all things Virginia Tech. We'd talk Hokie football. We'd talk Hokie athletics. Man, oh, I miss Blacksburg, X and such. And I'd, I would tell Pat about my conversations with Bill, and I would tell Bill about my conversations with Pat. Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, how do you guys not know each other? You guys know so many people. And one day we all, I was like, okay, I'm gonna introduce them. They have to know each other. Yeah. It's gotta happen. So I introduce them. We hop on a three-way phone call, and we talk for probably two. Maybe hours. we should record this. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how it came to be, man. Like we were on the phone. We we did this probably five weeks in a row. Where oh, we would yeah. just talk to each other, and, and there were this was not it just happened like naturally, just happened naturally, like sh- so natural. And Billy Ray was in the podcast game. He he had did this po- he had done this podcast called the Hung Up Podcast, where he talked sports, but broad spectrum like NFL, NHL, MLB, what have you, NBA. Like that was his thing, man. And so I was never into podcasts too much, and neither was Pat. And Bill was like, "Dude, I think we have something here." Like. What would you guys think about us recording a, a, an episode? Like we, it could be totally conversational, just like our phone calls are, and that's it. And Pat and I were kind of like, yeah, you know, we're 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 down. You you all in LA at the time? No, no. So okay, so Bill is located in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, works for a software company called Twilio down there. Pat was located. Love Twilio. A shout out Twilio. 
Pat was located in Arlington. Uh, currently, Pat is looking at Charlotte. Oh, like looking at Charlotte, North Carolina, maybe Richmond, Virginia. Um, yeah. But at the time, was based in Arlington. So we were in three separate cities recording this through Skype. Um, and so Pat, like, not to not to get ahead of myself, Pat and I agree. We're like, we're down. Sure, let's do it. And and at the time, it was we never had the vision that has become what Sons of Saturday currently is in our Dude, heads. You guys, I I love. I love what you guys are doing. I mean, you're doing, a, uh, to be quite honest, you're doing a better marketing job than I've been doing. Um, but you guys, Damn. you guys are. Uh, <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. No, 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 no. I mean, I I know what I need. I know what I've been faltering back on, and I think quarantine's held me back a bit. But you guys, the way, like the way you guys look at the landscape of the game, is perfect. Like yeah. you guys. It's a sports podcast. You talk about college sports. Yeah. Everyone knows their shit. So it's not a bunch of idiots. It's 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 real takes. Sure. It's not like, oh, fucking Old Dominion's going to beat Alabama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, you listen to some shit like that, you're like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. Why do you have a podcast? Right. It's, it's actually like, you're breaking it down. You're, you know, you're talking about crunch time antics. And... I feel like there there is a difference though because like most like you're saying like most um, sports podcasts will talk at a high level and they'll say things that make them feel safe like there's a Twitter thing I forget who would I think it might be um, Magic Johnson where he will tweet like all of like like individually name each of the starters from the Lakers and be like one of these people needs to have a good game today to win yeah and you know they're like safe tweets you know no I mean Magic Johnson literally tweeted the like the other day he was like uh, LeBron James Anthony Davis Alex Caruso JaVale McGee or Dion Waiters (laughs) needs to have a good game for us to win and it's like (laughs) no shit (laughs) but but I feel like that so everybody needs every game. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a key difference, right? Where like you want to be talking it, about the details, about like who are the new prospects, like what uh, what does this mean for the future of the game and everything like that. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and, and so I think Pat and Billy Ray and I, we we all have very unique perspectives. Billy Ray was played on the football team. Uh, was an offensive lineman, played at Paramus Catholic out of New Jersey. So he knows his shit. See, so that's, a, exactly. that's a respectable opinion. He, he, you can't get any player. better than that. He's, he's a player, man. He's he, been in that locker room. You saw that field. Yep. He was he was on the team with Coach Frank Beamer, a legend, and then was on a team for one year under Coach exactly. Justin Exactly. Like, nobody sees that field exactly. the way you saw that field. Yeah, exactly. He, was, he, also, he saw the transition. He saw the transition. He saw – I mean, he was – How do you think – Ooh, I was sorry to interrupt you. No, man, go ahead. Top, it just this is a burning question. How do you think the coaching era of Virginia Tech shifted after Frank Beamer left? Sure. What do you think of Virginia Tech sports? Is it as respectable? What is what is what is like as you scout the nation, as you look at the rest of the United yeah. States, the college football landscape? Yeah. We were shit the last few years of. Beamer, but Beamer has such that gravitas. We respect we, not, uh, his, his last program. year. His last year, we squeaked. Uh, I believe we squeaked in the seven top and 10. six. But what, what's our what's our what's what? How do 
how does the rest of the nation view us? And, and, and how do you think the culture has shifted since sure. he's left? So, I, I, you know, at first I was so fired up about the, uh, the hire of head coach Justin Puente. And his, his inaugural season, we won 10 games. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Like we, and that was the thing. Tech was such a – for between, I think, 2004 to 2011, we had X and such consecutive 10-win seasons. And that was our thing. You know, making BCS Bowl appearances. We won an Orange Bowl in 2008. And uh, that, that was our thing. And, and Beamer, you know, had taken us to a national championship with Michael Vick in, in, in 2000, Nokia Sugar Bowl game. Um, and it was, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say and, and speak on, you know, did Beamer maybe stay a year or two too long? I'll never say that because because he is he was allowed to stay. You earned your right. Sure. Yeah. It's like Phil Jackson sure. on the on the fucking Lakers or the Bulls. You just yeah. You you earned you've it. earned it. Right. You've earned it. So when. When we hired Justin Puente from, from Memphis, I mean, Puente is such an offensive guy. I was stoked. And, and he came in, and, man, we bullied teams in 2016 in his first season. And then, you know. That, that was the year, right, that, that, we, that we squeaked in the top ten. For a yeah. Like, 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 like we, we were a problem, man. Gerard Evans, that team was talented. And then so, 29, or excuse me, 2017, we go 9-4. 2018, don't even want to talk about that season. Last <laughs> year, we, we won eight games, lost to UVA. It is what it is. Tony, man, we just had Coach Fuente on the podcast. What a stand-up guy. Just, really? just the best kind of person that I think you want leading your team. A family man. He was so gracious and so generous to us. I don't know if you know the NBA. He kind of reminds me of like the the Lakers coach. He kind of reminds me of a Frank Vogel type. Frank Vogel, yeah. It's, it's one of those people where it's like you don't necessarily have the the name to to for people to buy in. Like if I was being coached by Greg Popovich, oh yeah, you're gonna buy it. Oh yeah, you're gonna. It's you, pop. You don't have a choice, dog. It's pop. You don't have a choice. But that's the thing, and and like. Fuente is not one of, like, Beamer is pop. Beamer yeah. is on that, like, t- the equivalent. The tier. Like, co- like, that tier of, like, right. all right, this These is. terms go to. Like, yeah, like, this is your, this is your program. Yeah. I'm just a player in your program. Your, just your world, I'm living in it. Right. But now it becomes the Fuente era where it's like, this is not your program. You're just a coach. <laughs> Wait, and like, uh, with yeah, all due respect, um, make it. His, no, no. no. Right? With all due respect to him, but you're just a like. You're not pop. You're not Phil Jackson. You're not. You didn't. This is. You didn't build this. No. You just no. got plucked onto it. Tyra, like, you need you need a different style of coaching. Which, from what I mean, you would know more than I would, Grayson. But from what I've heard, like we were saying before, uh, before the pod, we started recording the podcast. You got to be a player's coach when you like don't Trump. have when yeah, you Trump. don't have that level of prestige where you could just be a dick and be like, "I want five more burpees," you know, keep going, run lines. Yeah. yeah, no one wants to do that unless you are pop. You know, here's the thing though, and and, and you know, and I'll say it explicitly here on More Than Two Sides podcast right now. Like I've been critical of Justin Puente in the past, and and, and on the podcast on Sons of Saturday, I've I've come out and said, Man, I don't know if he's the and that was me being heated after tough losses and stuff like that. But it's it's interesting how your perspective changes when you when you think you know so much about a person and then you actually talk to them. See, that must be different. That 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 would be like 
you know, if I uh, fucking interviewed uh, Steve Kerr, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's like, fuck the Warriors are trash. And then I interview Steve Kerr. And I'm like, well, Steve Kerr isn't that bad of a guy. I think there's a difference. You got to do a little bit of character separation, though. Yeah. I think yeah. it's about what you know, your pluses and minuses, your X's and O's. Obviously, I don't know too much about, even though I went to Virginia Tech, I don't know too much about Virginia Tech football and strategy or football strategy to begin with. I think Fuente was plugged in, and I think he's doing a decent job. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, like, what do you, again, like, how do you think the culture has shifted since he's, since he's been, because we, we were so used to this. Yeah. This, this, for, to be hyperbolic, this God level. Yeah. Of a coach. Sure. Like, Frank Beamer is to Tech what, you know, Bear Bryant is to Alabama. Exactly. And, like, like, it's just, so no. how do you think? How how do you see the culture shifted? What do you like? What what was going through your mind during this very transitional period of? I I would say we almost lost our identity. But like, talk to me. Sure, and, and I would say we lost it, but we also gained a new one because tech tech under Beamer in the last. 15, 20 years was never an offensive-minded team, never had an explosive offense. It was just, we're going to run up the field with our downhill running running backs, like the guys like Brandon Orr, Darren Evans, Kevin Jones, Lee Suggs, Shyron Stiff, guys like that. I mean, who just, it was mainly Coach Billy Height who recruited these guys, Ryan Williams, and we're gonna we're just gonna come and just run it up the gut. But now it's like Fuente brings a new flash to the offense. Yeah. Uh, and offensive coordinator Brad Cornelison brings a new flash to the offense. You know they hit on him, myself included. Yeah. The little jet sweep action. Come on, let's get a little bit more creative. Yeah. But when when Cornelison gets in his bag, he's in his bag, no doubt. And so I I currently know some players on the team. They love Coach Fuente. They, they they love so you. You would say at the moment, even the players think he's the players' coach. Yes, yes, and people love to comment. And I've said this on on Sunday, Saturday, and Bill and Pat and I talk about this all the time. People love to comment on things they don't know about, and people that the, the media loves to say, "Oh, Coach Fuente's not doing a good job. Coach Fuente doesn't. You know, he's not a players' coach. X and such, this and that." And I, I don't think people see really, and myself included, don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. I think this, I mean, it's a weird time we're living in right now, boys. And in 2020, who knows if the college football will make it all the way to the end. Personally, yeah. I don't think so. That's another well, What's your take? You think college football is coming back? Well, it's coming back, but we get through three weeks. Game three, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Seasons of wash. Seasons of wash. Because think about it, you don't. It's not professional NBA players. You can't put no adults, unions. Adults with wives. Who do you and think would have players won. associations in a bubble like governed by Disney? You can't separate them. So you way. know the landscape off the top. They'll give me more than five seconds after I ask this question. Yeah, sure. And it's a two-part question. Sure. Off the top, if you had to guess, if there was a 2020 football season, who do you think would have won? And then who do you think is your best pick to win 2021? What's well, weird because in 2020, dude, like the Big Ten as it stands isn't playing football, which is so crazy. But so give me get to, off the top of the head, uh, off, I, off the riff, and then you can explain it off the riff. Who would have won? Clemson. Who would? Who's? Who do you think is going to win 2021? 
Off the rip. Uh, uh, and then you can explain okay. it. Next season, 2021. Yeah. Damn, that's hard. Like, that's a recruiting pitch and a half to be like, yo, we. I know we just went through a pandemic, but come to our school. Clemson will always be dirty, man. I like. So are you going with Clemson? No. You lock in so, Clemson? 2021, I feel like Ohio State is going to be a problem. Okay. In, in 2020, this season, assuming, okay, this season goes all the way. We see this one through. Assume that happens. Clemson is going to be a nightmare. And then 2021? 2021, Ohio State, Bama, all the blue bloods, man. Like like Penn Pick State. Pick one. I need you to lock in. Yeah, I need our our listeners are be- are betters. Okay, we got some we got some uh, gambling addicts. Okay, so national champion in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Ohio State. I try. I, if you're listening, I I. I trusted this guy. I, 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 <laughs> I would trust. I would. I, Ohio State is a machine, and listen to me. I bet I, a friendly amount of money on this. I hate the Buckeyes, man. I yeah. hate Ohio State. Everyone like, does. I hate them so much. We got them in 2014, my freshman year of college. It's a friendly pick, though. Fre- I like, like this. But, but dude, I gotta be honest. Those, I don't know what they're putting in the water in Columbus. Ryan Day, now that Urban Meyer left. I mean, who cares, dude? They can recruit out the A dollar dollar sign, dog. Like it doesn't matter. Damn. All right. So now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into different conversation. I want to. Uh, we're on the topic of sports, and we're about to segue out uh, in a few minutes. But I want to. I want to get the goat conversation. So I want your if. One of my favorite things is like if I was at a dinner table with all the goats, right? All yeah. the goats of their own industry. If it was soccer, my goat Messi. If it was basketball, my goat would be LeBron. If it was football, my goat now would be Tom Brady. It used to be Peyton Manning. Um, golf, obviously, Tiger Woods. Hip hop, J. Cole. Um, you know, if I was at a dinner, technology, Steve Jobs. Talk to me. Who's your dinner table full of goats? And talk to me about every sport. Every like talk to me about your music goat, your basketball, football, baseball, soccer. Okay. Who, okay. Who, you're sitting at a dinner table. I'm I'm sitting at a dinner. How okay? Let me ask you this: How many people do I get? You get goats from all the major sports. Okay. And you get a music goat, and you get a entertainment goat and a comedy goat, and that's okay. it. Okay. Comedy goat. I'm going Don Rickles. Okay. Don Rickles. I put Dave Chappelle, but... Da- oh, okay, fine. Okay, fine. But I, I'm, not mad at, I'm not mad at your pick. You know what? I got to go with you on there. Dave Chappelle is a living legend and a national treasure. He is alive, my favorite comedian working today. He's, so He is the best. And you know what? I'm Don Rickles, I'm, I'm going to say dead. Don Rickles, alive, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Don Rickles, Mr. Warm, like one of the best insult comics of all time. So now it's entertainment. So entertainment, Frank Sinatra. We okay. talked about it earlier. As a collective man, he did it all. And now all the major sports. And major then, sports. And then music. Football, my hero, Michael Vick, always number seven. Okay. My, my favorite player ever, always and forever, always will be number seven. You catch me at a tech game, I got a number seven in the Vick name Hell on my yeah. back. See, that's a very very polarizing pick. Very polarizing pick. Listen, man. He did his time. He did his he time. He did his time. I'm not, I can't be mad at that. He, he did, did his time. time. Man, did Two his time. years in a federal penitentiary. He's a loving father, family man, loves yeah. his wife, his kids. He did what the prison the prison institution is made to do. He rehabilitated. He himself. knew he fucked up. Absolutely. He knew he fucked up. Absolutely. And I can't be mad at a man that knows he fucked up. And and I and can then say try to change it. I can say 
If I were not a Virginia Tech fan, I would feel the same way about that man that I do now. Yeah. I forgive him. I don't agree with what he did, but he did it, and it, it will always be that way. And there, there's be, a lot of people that don't know, you know, that all they've heard are like the headlines about Michael Vick. You yeah, know, you do the research into it, and you find out like he really, he just didn't, he wasn't in the right circles. Yeah, never bad influences. Bad influences. Not a bad guy though. But and, carry, carry on the list. Carry on the list. So we got football, Michael Vick. What about the other? Okay, so basketball. Uh, the, the, my my favorite. Currently it's playing, it's your goat list. It's not your favorite. It's your my, goat list. My, my goat. It's got to be Michael Jordan, man. Damn, that's crazy. It's got to be Michael Jordan, dude. It's as, but hey, listen. I'm not mad at it. Hey, it's I love LeBron James. I'm not I mad at love it. LeBron James. I I think that if Michael Jordan and LeBron James played each other one on one, LeBron James wins. Yeah. So no, I, ten times out of ten. What about baseball, soccer? Baseball. I'm hockey. Go- okay. Baseball, soccer, hockey. Baseball, man. You know what? I'm not a huge baseball fan. But, but who do you think is a goat of the landscape? I'm not a big baseball fan, but I, I think I, I'd pick a goat. Uh, okay. I pick. So. <laughs> I mean, I pick Jeter, but you know, go love Derek Jeter, man. I, go I, Yankees, man. And, and I'll always support the Yankees organization for what they did after the April 16th shooting, 27, yeah. 2007. They donated a million dollars to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and they came down to scrimmage the team. Love Derek Jeter, man. You know what? I would say, I would say Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig was he was a hell of a ball player Joe DiMaggio I I love the Yankees man Uh, now Mickey uh, Hockey hockey and soccer Hockey and soccer Hockey I'm going Ovi Ovi. Ovechkin baby I love it Love Alexander the Great Eight's my favorite number Eight's my lucky number So I I love Ovechkin Represent that Virginia What about soccer Soccer Ooh damn Don't say the wrong name I'll punch you in the throat Leo Messi baby Argentina boy Let's let's go I thought you you were saying No 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 There's no pandering going on I mean if he's pandering I love it Because otherwise I would punch him in the throat I'm not pandering Is it really American American It's an aggressive Messi's my go, baby. <laughs> Messi's my go. If we're talking, if we're talking American boys, I'm go. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone loves Landon Donovan, man. I, I, yeah. I, I, I and then Dempsey, Clint yeah. Dempsey, in in that, uh, and Tim Howard, dude, love Tim Howard. And one the of last one was uh, music. Music. I, I think we did Sinatra. You, no, you said like just culture, said entertainment, entertainment, yeah. uh, music. You gotta goat. pick a different one. If you, you pick Sinatra, okay. you gotta pick a different music one. Goat. Different than Frank Sinatra. You handcuff yourself. Oh man, I did handcuff yeah. myself. Um, dang. I'm 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 trying to I'm I'm trying you were, to. Think. You were ripping some crazy beats uh, last night. I was. I, I was. You got people I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Okay, let's do this. In terms of, uh, let's switch up. We go from Sinatra. Slim Shady, man. Okay. So, so, so Slim Shady. That's a, that's a fair pick. In, in, in in, at least in the hip-hop game, you know, there's no one to ever do it like Marshall Mathers. Uh, like, And he's still alive. You know, I love I love Christopher, oh, yeah. Christopher Wallace, the Notorious B.I.G. I love Tupac Shakur. And, but currently living, man, Eminem, dude. What a legacy. And hey. what, what a situation he's built. Fish, rub through that. Is, now it's you. Now it's you. you. Okay, oh, oh, same okay. thing. Okay. Do that. Okay. Yeah. Who's your goat? Who's at your table? Goat entertainment. We start there. It was right? entertainment, comedy. Uh, it went entertainment, comedy, all the sports, and then music. Fuck. Okay. 
is hard. I'm not that cultured. Um, entertainment Goat, Will Ferrell. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good pick. I can't even be bad I like that. that. Damn, that's a, he's a legend. He doesn't miss. Yeah. Um, comedy Goat. Comedy. It's you say, Dave. You say Chappelle? I say Chappelle you, you and Rickles. Now we can think about someone else. You can recycle Dave, bro. It's Dave. I can't It's, it's Dave, man. It's like, Dave. It's you Dave. That, you see that C on the shoulder patch, dude. Yeah. You know you're in for a long you night. No, you got that jumpsuit with the C yeah, on the yeah. shoulder. You know that's Dave fucking <laughs> Chappelle. Um, I think some other stand-up goats in comedy. Um, what the fuck was that dude's name? David Kell? I guess Kell? he's not a goat. <laughs> I guess he's not a goat. Can't, can't think of his name. I'm thinking of the D- Dane Cook. David Tell. Yeah, no, this man just said dick. Bro, <laughs> you remember that? That's terrible. Oh my one. gosh, Fizz. That's the all. That's the worst take I've heard. <laughs> I might even. I might even cut it. Dude, dude, no, no way. No, you gotta leave it in. You gotta no, leave it in. No, that, was a, that wasn't a real. It wasn't a real take. I, I'm glad you. Were John here. Mayer is my favorite comedian. Like, yeah, that's basically what I just said. Nah, but I mean, maybe um. It's kind of whack, but like Seinfeld, low-key. Jerry, fuck Jerry. that cornball. But okay, carry on. Carry on. Who's at your table? Okay, Seinfeld's cool. at your table. Okay. He's not at mine. So, 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 um, so we got comedy. Okay, so he then. said He said uh, Will Ferrell. And Entertainment. Entertainment. Then, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Comedy. The music. Music. Oh, no, 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 no. Sports. Sports. All major sports. Football, soccer, basketball, hockey. Joe Namath. Messy because I don't want to get punched in the throat. Um, That's next, it. Next is basketball. Basketball. Um, obviously, LBJ. Hell yeah. Uh, was last one baseball. Baseball. Um, baseball. A- and hockey. And I'll throw golf in there. Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods. I didn't go, do golf. You know what? Go okay. baseball, hockey, and then golf. I like the idea of Mike Piazza for baseball because okay. he went go through, Mets. You know, go Mets. Also, a very transitionary period. Okay. That, you know what I mean? I think it would be kind of cool and like very relevant. But um, h- hockey. Hockey. I guess Gretzky, right? He's the go. Gretzky, yeah. yeah. And then uh, what did I say? Golf. Golf, yeah. Golf. Mickelson uh, or Tiger Woods? No, it's gotta be Tiger. Way more interesting. Okay. Way more interesting. And then the last one is music. And then we'll sign off in a minute. My music table. Talk to them about it. You know, <laughs> by, by default, I do go to Kanye, but I don't think that's the right choice here. I think I would go Sebastian Bach. Okay. okay. Johan Sebastian Bach. Bach. Yo, Why, if, if you're listening Why? to this, throw on some Bach in the background. Quarantine's been having a lot of people's mentals fucked up. I think classical music is probably the cure to a lot of those solutions. Sure. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's the first episode post quarantine that I'm actually letting out. I'm joined by my co-host. I'll let him say his name one time. MHF, the Juice Diablo. Yes, sir. We're in San Diego recording. I'm, I'm just waving, and uh, we were joined by the illustrious, the most illustrious <laughs> guest we've had in quite some time. The co-host of Sons of Saturday podcast. Give it up. For Grayson Wimbush. Grayson Wimbush, sign off.
Hey, man, I had a blast with y'all today. I appreciate you, Scheller. I appreciate the Jewish Diablo, baby. More than two sides. This shit is beautiful. New York to L.A. And L.A. to New York. I got to come see y'all real soon. Yes, sir. We'll, 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 we'll talk off air. Um, we'll talk business off air t-shirts. Sure. And uh, it's a pleasure having you, my guy. Thank you so much for being on. Absolutely, appreciate you. Thank you.